What's going on, everybody out there? Happy Eve of Christmas Eve. It is December 23rd, two days until Christmas, uh, three days until the Sunday slate of NFL football games. Uh, We have a few games on Christmas Day as well, two of them to be specific. Uh, But for everyone out there, uh, if you don't already know, this is the All In Man Cave podcast midweek pod edition. Um, and I am Cole Haight. I am the host of this podcast. Thank you so much, everybody. Add me on Twitter at All In Man Cave Pod. Any reviews, anything you want to ask me that I want to bring up or that I should bring up on the podcast, any questions you do have, encouraged for all the feedback from you guys out there. Awesome to talk to you again. Another midweek pod, which means more injury updates, more injury news, more fantasy football likes and dislikes. And I have a fresh brand new segment uh, that I've never done on the podcast and it is holiday themed. Uh, so you guys get get ready for that. But we'll talk more about that after we get through the injuries and the fantasy football updates and my likes and dislikes for this week. A lot of injuries going on right now. If you guys have lived under a rock, which I don't think any of you have since this is a sports NFL-themed podcast, so you guys are all probably football fans. If you're not, I appreciate you listening to the podcast anyway just because you like this beautiful voice. Cough, cough, just joking. So let's just let's hop right into it. We're going to do our injuries first, followed by my fantasy football likes and dislikes, uh, and then we'll do the brand new segment I have for you guys and get that cool uh, audio, that cool background music back into the podcast. Haven't done it in a while, so I'm really excited to get that back incorporated. Here we go. Starting off, the injury updates is Elijah Mitchell running back for the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, Because of his knee sprain, he will be out another football game. Uh, I believe he's missed the last two, uh, not including this game. Uh, And they play on Thursday night football this week against the Tennessee Titans. He will not be playing. I actually grabbed Jeff Wilson Jr. last week. I love him to start again this week, even though he's not on my likes list. Uh, sparked my interest uh, and uh, with that last comment about Elijah Mitchell, and I'm recording the podcast. Uh, it's like 2 p.m., uh, so I didn't even think about that until now. So Jeff Wilson Jr. is a good start this week with Elijah Mitchell being out. Uh, he's been helping a lot of fantasy football teams this this year with the un, up-and-down Uh, play and the up and down availability of all the running backs on the San Francisco 49ers this year they've been dinged up Raheem Mostert hasn't played all season Jeff Wilson Jr.'s gotten a few carries Uh, Elijah Mitchell's been carrying the load so um, it's a big big loss for them on Thursday night football against a what recently a stingy defense that is the Tennessee Titans Next on the injury list, Miles Garrett, uh, groin injury. He's questionable. Uh, For anyone who watched that really weird 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time football game on this past Monday, uh, it was weird. He came off, hobbled off the field. I think it was uh, in the middle of the second half, probably towards the end of the third quarter, uh, came out. Might have actually been the fourth quarter, if I'm not mistaken. I think it actually was the fourth quarter, but uh, nonetheless, hobbled off, saw that he was reaching for the groin. A uh, little bit, little bit weird. He was walking weird on the sideline. Uh, the reason I bring this up uh, is because the situation of them playing on Christmas Day against the Green Bay Packers. Uh, the only chance that the Cleveland stood to stop Aaron Rodgers and possibly win that football game as a huge underdog is if Miles Garrett could get to 
get to Aaron Rodgers or at least make everyone else on the Cleveland defensive line uh, singled up uh, to try and get more pressure on Aaron Rodgers. And if Miles Garrett can't go in this game, the, the Cleveland Browns stand little to no chance to beat the Green Bay Packers. Next on the list, uh, Cole Beasley, the wide receiver for the Buffalo Bills, uh, COVID positive, and he is unvaccinated, so he will definitely be unavailable uh, for the game this week. Uh, Cole Beasley in the offseason started a lot of drama with the whole I don't believe in the vaccine uh, stuff that was going around the media. Uh, it was it was weird. Uh, he wrote a rap. It, it, it was really odd. Uh, but he was uh, very adamant about not getting the vaccine and his stance against it. Not judging him for that, just it's a bigger impact for his football team uh, because he's mandated to a 10-day quarantine and then needs to test out of of the COVID protocols. Uh, so he definitely won't play this week. Uh, we'll get to a lot of players on my likes list this week based on some COVID positives, some injured players. Uh, but this is a big week for fantasy football leagues. Uh, so I tried to dig deep into some some players that you may be able to get off the waiver wire. Uh, or maybe you have stashed on your bench that you haven't been using all year. But Cole Beasley is 100% not going to play this week. Um, and and it's it's a shame because he's a good PPR target for fantasy football leagues. Next on the injury list, Will Fuller, uh, he had a setback. He had finger surgery. I believe it was week five. Uh, it was it was really odd. I, I it's Based on all of the injuries that have happened to any player in the NFL this year in terms of a finger, uh, it seems like it was a relatively short, short stay on, on the sidelines versus them being available for football games. Uh, but Will Fuller basically hasn't played since week five. Uh, and the Dolphins are winning and doing it without him. Uh, he did have a setback. He is now going to be out for the rest of the season. Anybody who had him stashed on your on your IR list on your in your fantasy leagues or just hope to God that he would come back and maybe make you a fantasy impact for the fantasy playoffs, you can unload him now, which frees you up a spot to pick anyone out that you like this week, or you could just wait maybe about 15 minutes, uh, and then I'll give you my likes and dislikes this week. So you might be able to go out and get some of those players, but Will Fuller is definitely a no-go, not only for this week, but for the rest of the season. Next on the list, Kelsey, Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill, both on the COVID reserve list. They're both questionable to play this week. They were both put on the list before Wednesday. Uh, as I've talked about multiple times, and you guys probably have already figured this out via having ESPN go straight to your mobile device, uh, whether that be an iPad or a phone or a computer, what have you. But it's extremely hard, even as a vaccinated player, to get back within five days uh, for you to start in a football game. It's only happened a handful of times for all of the close contacts and even vaccinated players that have been placed on the COVID list. So it's extremely hard for them to come back. Now, Kelsey was, I believe, put on the list on Wednesday. No, sorry, Monday. And uh, Tyreek Hill was put on yesterday, I believe Wednesday. So there's a chance that one or both of those players will not be available for the Kansas City Chiefs this week. It, it, it puts a hurt not only on people who own both of those players in fantasy, but also the people that are playing against uh, the backups or uh, people who own Patrick Mahomes. Uh, who struggled even with these players in the fo in football games. Better yet, what would happen if they were not available? So keep an eye on these two players to see if they're activated or even have a chance of being activated uh, for this game, especially this week for people in that, that are trying to make a push for the championship in their fantasy leagues. Next on the list, Adam Thielen. 
ankle injury. He missed the last two games. A little bit of inside information, which I heard during the broadcast of the Monday Night Football game against the Bears. Adam Thielen practiced before the game, uh, and it was ruled that they had they were going to sit him, even though he was probably good to go and healthy enough to play. Uh, that makes me believe that he probably could have played against Chicago, limited in practice, so he doesn't have any setbacks so far this week, which means he's probably going to be good to go. Uh, he's technically listed as questionable, uh, but I would lean towards Adam Thielen playing against the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, good to have him back on the squad as a Vikings fan, but uh, he may or may not get the same target share. It's a little bit iffy. Uh, but anytime Adam Thielen gets more than five targets, typically he gets more than eight fantasy points. Uh, and that's just a reality from him the past few seasons, even with Justin Jefferson on the field. Uh, they're playing a stingy Rams defense, so not sure exactly how that's going to go. But the game's at one o'clock, uh, which means Kirk Cousins is going to be firing on all cylinders. Next on the injury list, Sterling Shepard. Uh, you wonder why I'm bringing up Sterling Shepard. He's been dinged up all season. Uh, but for people out there similar with people who've owned Will Fuller in fantasy and just been sitting him, uh, I'm assuming those same people who drafted Sterling Shepard have had him sitting either on a bench uh, or even on an IR, an IR list, even if it's only of one person, uh, could have a decent impact regardless in any football game, regardless of who the, the quarterback is, whether it be Daniel Jones, Mike Glennon, or anybody else. A very reliable PPR target, uh, especially for fantasy leagues in the past few seasons in which I've owned Sterling Shepard. Uh, so... Listen, he's, he tore his Achilles uh, in the game against the Cowboys last week. He's out for the season. Uh, so if you own him, unload him and try and get somebody else. Uh, it's very unfortunate because he did seem like he was having an, a promising career, even with subpar performances at the quarterback position for the New York Giants, Giants basically since he's been drafted. Uh, so it's it's unfortunate. Uh, for Sterling Shepard, but maybe they come back. Don't know what the Giants are going to do at the quarterback position moving forward. Uh, but Sterling Shepard should be able to make a decent, a decent recovery from this and kind of return to what he used to be the previous years in fantasy football. Next on the list, Mike Evans and Leonard Fournette, both with hamstring injuries last week in the loss against the New Orleans Saints. Two, di two, two of the same injuries, uh, th both players injured to the same location, the hamstring, but both have very different outlooks on playing this week. Mike Evans, uh, minor, minor tweak in the hamstring. They think he's probable to play this week. Uh, with Chris Godwin being ruled out for the season with a torn MCL and ACL, uh, that's big for Tampa Bay Buccaneers fans and owners of him in fantasy. Uh, I wish I could say the same about Leonard Fournette. He's looking at the IR. Not officially have has he been placed on the IR yet, but everything that I'm reading uh, and everything that I'm seeing is, is leaning towards putting him on the IR, which would make him available uh, for the beginning of the playoffs for the Tampa Bay Bucks. But I know a lot of people out there that have been, have been carried to victories in fantasy with Leonard Fournette the last few weeks, probably the last month of the season. Uh, but if you have the opportunity to go get Ronald Jones, please do because he's healthy and they're going to have to lean on the running game a little bit more than they're used to do, used to doing with um, having Antonio Brown being limited at practice, hasn't played in a while, uh, and with Chris Godwin out for the season. Next on the list, J.D. McKissick. He will miss the remainder of the season, the running back for the Washington football team, uh, with a neck injury, probably going to have surgery on that neck. 
Uh, J.D. McKissick was a plug-and-play wide receiver most of the year, uh, and I'm using that as a generalization only because uh, during bye weeks, sometimes your workhorses that get a lot of carries uh, are not performing well or they're on bye weeks or they're injured. Uh, So J.D. McKissick, with a large amount of targets uh, through the air, was very good in PPR leagues as well as the few rushes he used to be able to uh, bounce a few and possibly play a role of similarly uh, to Naheem Hines for the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, you won't have him to lean on because he will miss the rest of the season. I, I like J.D. McKissick, a uh, very small guy, uh, one of your third down, catch the ball out of the backfield backs, uh, similar to maybe a James White. Uh, I already brought up uh, multiple similarities uh, between him, him and James White previously on multiple podcasts, but... Uh, They're going to be without him, and they play a stingy Dallas defense this week. So uh, J.D. McKissick out, uh, but Antonio Gibson is probably going to get a few more uh, targets through the air uh, to absorb some of that that target share, uh, as well as a few more rushes on the ground, I'm assuming, uh, with Taylor Heineke being available but coming off the COVID list. Next on the list, DeAndre Swift, shoulder injury. He's questionable to return this week. Uh, He was injured on Thanksgiving, hasn't seen a single practice stab, but did this week uh, on Wednesday. Uh, So it looks like he probably will play. Uh, The only issue we run into is will he play because he's healthy enough or will they just deactivate him for the rest of the season because they have nothing to play for uh, and they don't want to take the chance. I'm not sure. I haven't seen a Dan Campbell response to a player like this since he's been the head coach of the Lions. We're going to learn how Dan Campbell uh, basically is going to play this uh, through his throughout his entire tenure once we see how he handles the first one. Typically, coaches either do or do not play players that are not 100%. So we're going to see. It's definitely going to be an eye-opening experience to whether or not he will play this week. I know of a lot of my friends that have DeAndre Swift in fantasy leagues was a big hit. Uh, He was a very good, consistent running back in fantasy for teams this year. And if he was able to come back and have a decent output, uh, even this week against the Atlanta Falcons, it could help a lot of fantasy football teams. Uh, But I would completely understand uh, if Detroit and Dan Campbell uh, decide to deactivate him and not try and further an injury that's basically has nothing to play for. Next on the list, Aaron Jones, the knee. Uh, The knee's been an issue. He missed one week. Uh, But since he came back, I've noticed that the target share for Aaron Jones has diminished and diminished probably by 50%. Uh, Expect more of that moving forward. Uh, I think that with the consistency of A.J. Dillon and them able to to use them as a two-headed monster and still have impact from Aaron Jones even with less volume I think that's going to continue they don't want to further injure him considering they're currently the number one seed in the NFC so that's going to continue through the fantasy playoffs now once they get to the actual playoffs we'll see how they use Aaron Jones moving forward through the the wild card games uh, through the divisional round and through the NFC championship might be a different story than from now till the end of the season uh, because of the fact that A.J. Dillon's been a great player to absorb some of those targets to to not overuse Aaron Jones. Uh, but I don't see Aaron Jones having the fantasy impact he did last season or even earlier this season uh, with the rise of A.J. Dillon. It's just hard to for me to say I love Aaron Jones this week, not knowing if he's going to get 10 carries or if he's going to get 25. 
Next on the list, Austin Eckler, COVID positive. He is questionable uh, to play this week. I believe he was placed on the COVID list on Tuesday. So it's going to be hard. Once again, similar uh, conversation uh, to the the Travis Kelsey and the Tyree Kill uh, situation we just described. Uh, will he come back? Is he able to come back? Now, if you guys can go out and grab Justin Jackson, his backup, uh, or Larry Roundtree, one of the two, you can at least make up for some of that some of that fantasy impact. You can, you can get some of that back with those two players. Neither of those two players will be Austin Eckler in an offense, uh, but we have no idea if he's able to, to play in this game. And if he is able to play in this game, uh, we don't know his vaccination status. We don't know if he has symptoms. We just know that he was placed on the list based on what I've read. Uh, if you guys have different info, please go off of that info. Uh, but I'm assuming the worst since I don't know the information. So Austin Eckler, uh, great in PPR leagues and all round back. He does struggle running between the tackles, but they get him involved enough uh, so that he can carry, uh, especially for an in an RB1 or RB2 scenario in fantasy leagues. Uh, he's definitely a 20-plus point guy uh, that could help football teams. So it, if you guys are scared, which I would be, I definitely would be if I own Austin Eckler. I would go out and try and grab Larry Roundtree, uh, try and grab Justin Jackson off the waiver wire. Uh, so worse comes to worse. If you have somebody currently on your team that you can plug and play for that. Uh, but if you don't, uh, having their backup in this in the game will, will, will not hurt you. Uh, if anything, it'll hedge your bet. And lastly, and more... Uh, the more I think about this, the more I just get more di- more and more disappointed. Uh, Dalvin Cook to my phone 10 minutes before I record this pod, before I started recording this podcast. Uh, positive COVID test. He is unvaccinated. He will miss this game uh, against the LA Rams and possibly the following game. Uh, against the Green Bay Packers. A huge crushing blow for a Minnesota Vikings team who's been reeling, trying to get a spot. Uh, Only good news about this is that Alexander Madison has come back from the COVID list. Uh, He's back on the team, so he will be healthy uh, with Kene Nwangwu and recently signed uh, running back Wayne Gallman. Uh, So the Vikings will definitely be using all three running backs now. Uh, I really don't know how this is going to shake out. I don't know when he was placed on the list, uh, but 10 days exactly from today is Sunday, which is the next Vikings game uh, against the Green Bay Packers, and I believe it's on Sunday night football. So I'm not sure exactly how he's going to be available against the Green Bay Packers. He runs well against them. and And has had success in the recent few games that we've played against them. Uh, but not sure what's going on. I know that this week he will not be available against the L.A. Rams. A huge blow to fantasy football leagues. Uh, but the only thing that I can can say about this to help you guys out is really hope that somebody uh, and all you guys out there have a plug-and-play running back. Uh, and if you don't, try and get Alexander Madison because it's not worth picking up Kenny Nwangwu. It's not worth picking up Wayne Gallman. Uh, and, and Alexander Madison gets a decent amount of carries when he starts football games and a decent amount of targets as well. It's almost like they the Vikings act like it's Dalvin Cook. So if you're able to swing a trade, if you're able to swing a league that has uh, if you have a, if you're in a league that has not that many uh, teams in it, uh, you might be able to snag him off in free agency quick and maybe make that swap depending on when you listen to this podcast or if you thought about it previously. 
Uh, but Dalvin Cook not playing in this game is a huge blow for the Vikings and a huge blow for fantasy owners. All right, that is the injuries list, the new updates going into week 16. Uh, keep an eye on these players, especially the ones that were on, that were placed on the COVID reserve list, as well as the ones that I've listed as questionable. Check their practice schedules, see if they're limited, see if they're full participation, or see if they are not participants in practice at all uh, to try and gauge the way you want to start or not start them in fantasy leagues in this week because this is the week before the championship for most leagues. All right, now we flip flop to the my fantasy likes and dislikes. I don't know where to start this week, so let's see. Randomly, I think we're going to start with the dislikes this week uh, and then move on to the likes. So my starting my list of dislikes for fantasy football this week is Aaron Jones versus the Cleveland Browns. I mentioned it already not too long ago when I covered him in the injury segment. I don't think he's getting the amount of carries, and I don't think he's going to see the amount of targets and touches that he's seen in the re- in recent past, uh, which is why people have drafted him high in fantasy. I think the Cleveland Browns front seven is still good, even with the injuries and the COVID impact that they've gone through the last few weeks. Uh, so I don't see Green Bay being able to run the football effectively. Uh, and if they're able to, it's going to be with the more physical back, which is clearly A.J. Dillon. Uh, So I don't think that Aaron Jones is going to be a huge impact this week. I'm targeting him maybe at at top end, maybe 12 points, uh, but possibly lower than that. So I'm not seeing a huge impact from him this week in fantasy. Next on my dislikes list, Hunter Renfro versus the Denver Broncos. The Denver Broncos have a sneaky underrated defense, and their secondary is, in my opinion, top five in the league. Uh, So I don't think Hunter Renfro, even with the success he's had the last few weeks, basically the last month, uh, month and a half possibly, uh, that he's had with Derek Carr, I think he's going to get shut down in this game. Uh, They're going to try and learn. They're going to try and run the ball more in this game because it's going to be a low-scoring physical football game, similar to the game that the Raiders just played uh, against the Cleveland Browns. Uh, So I don't think Hunter Renfro is going to have a huge impact. Now I don't think that he's going to have no impact. Uh, but I think it's going to be relatively average. Maybe you're four for 40, uh, three for 47, something something in between that, uh, maybe between seven and nine points, but he's not going to go off this week. Uh, and based on his previous week's output uh, for fantasy points, I, I think this is a complete downgrade for downgrade game for him. Next on my dislikes list, Michael Pittman Jr. versus the Arizona Cardinals. Everybody knows what the Colts want to do. Uh, they want to play defense and they want to run the football. Uh, they're winning football games and scoring 27 points with Carson Wentz only throwing the ball for 55 to 65 yards, which is absolutely insane if you think about it. Uh, but if they're going to be a run-centric team, uh, no reason to start a player who is a high-volume target player who will break one eventually, uh, which is what I characterize as Michael Pittman Jr. Uh, so I don't think that it's worth starting him this week. I think there's a lot more wide receivers that you can either pick up in free agency or may have been sitting on your bench for the last month uh, that will have a higher chance of target share, volume, and a higher chance uh, of scoring way more points in, a, in most PBR leagues than Michael Pittman Jr. this week against the Cardinals. Next on my dislikes list, Taylor Heineke versus the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys defense has proved the haters. 
that they can play football and can play football decently, uh, especially against wide receivers. Their secondary has been good the last few weeks. Now, they do give up a lot of penalty yards, but penalty yards do not get anybody fantasy football points. Uh, So that cannot be used as an argument against them in this scenario. Uh, But Taylor Heineke coming off the COVID list has not had a decent statistical game in weeks. Uh, He's played okay in the wins that the Washington football team has gotten recently, uh, but nothing extravagant. Terry McLaurin has not been putting up the numbers people have expected, uh, and Antonio Gibson seems to be running the football a lot more than Taylor Heineke is throwing it. So I don't think he's going to have a huge impact in fantasy, and he's definitely not worth starting uh, this week. Uh, especially with with quarterbacks out there that have better and more favorable matchups, uh, as well as better statistics this season. Next on my dislikes list, Stephon Diggs versus the New England Patriots. Listen, Bill Belichick is going to take away your best player. Uh, And if Bill Belichick takes away Stephon Diggs, which I'm expecting, or if he just tries to take away Josh Allen, which is also a very good chance, has a very good chance of happening. I don't think Stephon Diggs uh, is going to be very good in this football game. He hasn't put up the statistical numbers that people expected this season. Uh, He is catching a lot of touchdown passes. Um, but he is not putting up a decent amount of yards. He's had a few good games in terms of yardage and receptions. The rest have been 5 for 50 with a TD, 4 for 40 with a TD, 6 for 62 with a TD. It's it's not the out, the output that people expected from Stephon Diggs. Uh, and I think that if Josh Allen is going to have success, he's going to find it elsewhere, uh, whether that be other wide receivers on that team or possibly the tight ends. Next on the dislikes list, David Montgomery versus the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, I I witnessed something that I haven't seen in a while uh, from the Chicago Bears and Matt Nagy. That team is is reeling uh, because the GM and the head coach are most likely going to be fired at the end of the season. David Montgomery, fully healthy off of his injury, uh, is getting pulled in a lot of third down third down situations and second down situations. Uh, it, it it seems a little odd. He Against the Vikings last week, I don't know if it was a matchup thing, uh, but even in the games previous, he hasn't had the amount of touches he used to have when he had a decent amount of success coming out of college and being drafted by the Bears. Uh, In his first two seasons, he's seen a lot more touches than he has since he came back from this injury. They're using Khalil Herbert. Uh, they're using a lot of other players to get his uh, to basically absorb some of the touches he would get. Now, whether that means he's not 100% yet or whether or not he's lost those touches based on his absence, I don't know. I just don't think that he's worth starting in fantasy this week. I have no choice. I own him, uh, so I will start him against the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, but there, that's only because I have no other options in free agency that could even compete with what I think his upside is this week, even me being so negative about him. Next on the list, Mike Williams versus the Houston Texans. I think it's just ballsy, uh, and he's very inconsistent, Mike Williams, for the LA Chargers. Uh, Your more consistent target, uh, and my recommendation would be to start Keenan Allen and not Mike Williams, only because Keenan Allen's going to see more targets. He's going to get more catches. Uh, And Mike Williams either catches the ball deep down the field or he doesn't catch it, whether that be because he dropped it, whether it be because uh, the the quarterback can't find him, uh, Justin Herbert can't find him uh, on the route. It's a bad throw. He's inaccurate. 
or, or just because it, he typically doesn't get targets unless it's a go route or a deep post. And those balls are sometimes 50-50 balls. Uh, and I'm not willing to take that chance, especially in the second round of fantasy football playoffs. Last on my dislikes list uh, for a total of eight. I also have eight likes for you, which we're going to get to in a minute. But the last dislike I have on here is Matt Ryan versus the Detroit Lions. I see a lot of people and how they configure their fantasy football teams. Uh, most of them do it by matchups. And I love matchups. Uh, and I love trying to take advantage of them, but not overreacting to them at the same time. The Atlanta Falcons are minus six this week against the Detroit Lions, and the Lions are a fighting football team. They just destroyed the Arizona Cardinals. Granted, the Cardinals were missing DeAndre Hopkins, but Kyler Murray is decently healthy. Uh, and if he proved that in the games that he's played coming back from his injury. He's not handicapped at all. He's able to run the ball when he needs to, and he's able to throw the ball. Uh, but the Lions d embarrassed them last week, and, and I think the Lions are going to stay on that type of uh, on that type of momentum that they've gained from that victory. I think they're going to cruise to the end of the season. Uh, I Dan Campbell, great coach, love him. Uh, Jared Goff looked good. Uh, he looked like he was making throws like uh, he was the young Jared Goff making throws in in college and early in his career with the L.A. Rams, but. I don't think jumping the gun and just starting Matt Ryan because he's playing Detroit is a good idea, uh, especially for people out there that have availability to pick up another quarterback with a more favorable matchup uh, than Matt Ryan against Detroit. All right, guys, to flip-flop on the likes list, number one, Gabriel Davis versus New England. I just went on my soapbox not too long ago about Stephon Diggs. I think Gabriel Davis, who stepped up last week in a big way against the Carolina Panthers, is going to make an impact in this game. Uh, Stephon Diggs is going to be taken away. Gabriel Davis gets a lot of single high safety, uh, gets a lot of one-on-one -on -one corners. Uh, and Gabriel Davis is a very underrated wide receiver. So uh, if he's available or if somebody has him and is sitting him, uh, he is 100% worth a start this week, uh, especially if you need a big bump uh, because you're you're uh, the underdog in your fantasy matchup this week. Next on my likes list, Jacoby Myers versus the Buffalo Bills. On the flip side, Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne, uh, and Nikhil Harry, all three of them are dinged up right now, one being on the COVID list, the other two getting concussions. Uh, so I'm assuming uh, with three of them questionable going into this game, uh, which I apologize, they weren't on the injury update segment, but I didn't think a lot of people would have owned them in fantasy. Uh, but it's going to make my argument now, so I'm going to use them to describe it. Uh, Jacoby Myers is a great wide receiver for PPR. Uh, he's been a very solid target for Mac Jones this season. Uh, but with one, two, or all three of those players not playing in this football game, uh, Gunnar Olszewski, their punt return, uh, quasi, I guess you should say, uh, and Jacoby Myers would be the only two wide receivers on the in the wide receiver depth chart, which means they're going to bring up practice squad guys or sign people in free agency, and those people will not get the same amount of targets as people that are currently on the team. Uh, just a bold face prediction from this guy talking to you. Uh, so I think Jacoby Myers is going to be targeted heavily in this game. Uh, now, I, I'm, I'm assuming that it's going to be a lower-scoring game uh, between these two teams and these two defenses, even in, and it's a divisional game as well. Uh, so I think Jacoby Myers, for all the times that Mac Jones tries to throw the ball, probably gets a 60% target share overall, uh, maybe with some Hunter Henry, 
maybe with some 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 wide receiver screens, uh, possibly maybe uh, a few running back targets. But Mac Jones is going to try and throw the ball at least amount that he can in this football game. Uh, so I love Jacoby Myers this week. Next on my likes list, Darnell Mooney versus the Seattle Seahawks. Listen, the same similar situation to the Patriots. Uh, the, the Chicago Bears are dealing with a lot of COVID issues and a lot of injury issues uh, to the wide receivers and to their secondary. Uh, and Darnell Mooney is a great underrated player at wide receiver. A lot of speed, runs great routes. Uh, but I think he's going to be one of the only available players uh, that's been a, a, a solid target on this team since week one of this season. Uh, Darnell Mooney and Justin Fields like each other. The the, the communication is good between them. Uh, the rapport between them is good. Uh, they seem to be close friends. So I think Mooney has a decent game this week. Seattle's secondary is very subpar, probably bottom 10 in the league. Uh, so that's definitely something that the, the Chicago Bears can expose uh, with, with Darnell Mooney. Next on the likes list, James Robinson versus the New York Jets. Oh, wow. What Look what happened last week without Urban Meyer on the team. Look at Robinson go. Look at James Robinson go last week. 18 rushes, 75 yards, and a TD. Previously, he hasn't had more than 10 rushes in a game under Urban Meyer. Uh, but without Urban Meyer there, all of a sudden they realized, wow, James Robinson is good at football. I love the start of James Robinson this week against the worst defense in the league, the New York Jets. Ironically enough, on a team that that just hired a defensive-minded coach. Kind of insane if you think about it. Robert Sala, great defensive coach coming out of San Francisco. It's just odd to me. It's odd to me that the Jets can be the worst. Now, honestly, uh, their their roster doesn't look good from the defensive side. Uh, they don't have a lot of high-caliber players, and the high-caliber players they did get in the draft and in free agency have been injured uh, or have received uh, bad news of season-ending injuries. Uh, but I think James Robinson has a decent game this week. Um, and honestly... I don't think he's the only one on that team that's going to have a good game. Next on the lit, the likes list, Mike Gusecki versus the New Orleans Saints. I know the New Orleans Saints just shut out Tom Brady, uh, but they also gave up a lot of points to a lot of bad teams recently. Uh, so I think it's a coin flip, but Mike Gusecki is clearly the number one target for Tua Tonga-Vailoa uh, with Jalen Waddle as a close runner-up. Uh, but listen, Mike Gusecki has been great this season. Uh, I mentioned on the last podcast that he needs to be in the in the conversation for a top five tight end in the league right now, uh, and I'm more than willing to to back him up on that. Uh, he's a great. He catches everything that's around him. Big body. Uh, he can make contested catches. He can make hard one handed catches. He's proven it. Uh, and I love Mike Gusecki this week. Uh, you're, you're not going to be able to go out and grab Mike Gusecki, especially in most leagues, which you cannot trade people in, especially if you're in the playoffs, unless you're in some sort of crazy fantasy league. Uh, but expect for all your the owners out there of Mike Gusecki, he will have a very good game this week against the Saints. Next on the likes list, Joe Burrow versus the Baltimore Ravens. Listen, Joe Burrow had a crappy game against Denver. A lot of people have a crappy game against Denver. Denver's defense is stingy, especially to quarterbacks. But you know what? I think Joe Burrow and that Cincinnati offense figure it out this week against Baltimore. They are completely depleted at the secondary position. They're bringing back players that haven't played for them in years, uh, and they think that they're going to be able to play to the same standard 
a la Tony Jefferson in the, in the at defensive back. Uh, they've given up a decent amount of points in the last few weeks <clears throat> to everyone except the Steelers, honestly. Uh, and with Lamar Jackson probably making his return this week, uh, I think that Joe Burrow's going to have to score points, and I think he's going to through the air uh, based on the, the lack of secondary depth uh, for Baltimore and the, the very high-rated uh, wide receiver core of the Cincinnati Bengals. Next on my likes list, Alexander Madison versus the LA Rams. I I knew you guys were all thinking that I was probably going to put him on this list. Uh, by sheer volume and sheer volume only, it's not a very good setup for him. Our offensive line, not very good in the interior. They have Aaron Donald. Uh, it doesn't seem like they're going to be able to run the football. However, it's the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, he will get 25 rushes. He will get at least five targets. What that turns into, probably a decent amount of fantasy points uh, for people out there. A lot of people probably still own him based on the fact that Dalvin Cook's been playing with two torn labrums and a dislocated shoulder the past few weeks. So you're probably not going to be able to scoop him off of free, off the free agent market. Uh, but if you had him sitting on your bench, whether you've already picked him up, uh, and based on the fact that Dalvin Cook has COVID and is unvaccinated for at least this week, possibly next week, Alexander Madison, a very good player uh, in terms of value uh, for the, the for Week 16 and possibly moving forward since the Vikings need to make a push for the playoffs. All right, guys, those are all my likes and dislikes this week. Um, a shout-out to – a a player that I don't want to recommend you guys start this week, but I want to see have a good game, uh, Trevor Lawrence. Uh, I really hope Trevor Lawrence has one amazing game this season. Uh, he hasn't had a good game basically all season uh, that I've even watched or I've seen the recap of. He's underperformed what anybody expected. Uh, it is his first season. I'm going to give him a pass, obviously. Uh, you're a rookie quarterback playing on a crappy team that had a crappy coach up until last week. Uh, so, obviously, I'm going to give him a pass, but I'd love to see a great game from him, 300 yards, multiple TDs. Uh, it would be awesome to see uh, and, and awesome for him and his development moving forward since he's considered the best draft prospect since Andrew Luck. All right, I told you guys I had a surprise segment. We've reached that time for the surprise segment. What Cole wants for Christmas? Top five NFL edition. What do you want for Christmas this year? I'm going to tell you what I want for Christmas this year, and that's the top five uh, scenarios that I want in terms of the NFL, what I want for Christmas this year. I, 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 it, listen, it's perfect. It's the holiday season. Let's get something different out there. Uh, but I got five scenarios here. I'm going to go from five to one, uh, and I'm going to give you guys what I, I Cole, hate host of the All In Man Game podcast, One for Christmas. And the segment's going to start right now. Number five, Cooper Cup to break the yards record in the NFL, currently held by Calvin Johnson of the Detroit Lions with 1,964. I know the Vikings play the, the Rams this week. I understand that would be very hard to win that football game if Cooper Cup goes off. But at the same time, I really want him to break that, that yards record. Uh, it's been held for a while. Uh, he's been having a wonderful season this year. Looks like he can't be stopped. Uh, and I think Cooper Cup deserves it based on everything I've read about him as being a good teammate, a good leader, and his football knowledge based on some of his media presences uh, that I've watched. Uh, his football knowledge and IQ is extremely high. So congrats to the season he's had so far. Uh, and I hope he has success for the last three weeks to break the record. Number four of what I want for Christmas this year, a role player to win MVP. 
I, I'm sick of everybody talking about only quarterbacks and MVP. I'm sick of people talking about Aaron Rodgers. I'm sick of people talking about Tom Brady. It's ridiculous. You have a lot more quality plays and quality st- statistics from role players this year, whether it be the running backs position with Jonathan Taylor, whether it be Cooper Cup, who we just talked about, whether it be TJ Watt and Miles Garrett getting a, a decent amount of sacks and being a defensive presence that's carrying football teams, or whether it be Trayvon Diggs who has 10 turnovers already, and we still have three weeks to go in the NFL. For three weeks to go until the playoffs. Uh, we have a quality and a large amount of role players that deserve to be in these MVP talks, and I'm sick of the media. I'm sick of everybody talking about only quarterbacks to win the MVP award. It's super annoying. Number three on my what I want for Christmas list, the Titans to make a strong push to win the Super Bowl. Think about what that story would look like for the NFL. You have a Titans team that had high expectations halfway through the season. Their all-star player that their whole team is is carried by. Uh, King Henry gets hurt, misses the rest of the season, but has a designation to return in the first week of the playoffs. You have everybody doubting the quarterback and his ability to stand in the pocket, and I've done that already on this podcast. I doubted Ryan Tannehill. And a team that was supposed to have a bottom three defense based on last year's performance and their roster, and they've come out and embarrassed teams on the defensive side of the football. Held teams in check. They have shutouts. They have low-scoring games that they're winning. They're able to win football games without their MVP caliber player. It would be an awesome, awesome situation and a great story in the NFL if the Titans were able to make a push and at least get to the Super Bowl, if not win it. Number two on what I want for Christmas is the Vikings playoff berth. I I want a playoff berth from the Vikings, even though they can't probably get very far in the playoffs based on uh, the, the inconsistencies of the defense, the inconsistencies from Kirk Cousins, and the inconsistencies from the offensive line. Uh, but I want a playoff berth because I want the shot. Uh, it's always better year for me personally as an avid Vikings fan to see them get to the playoffs. I want to see a playoff berth. I want to see what we can get out of winning the seventh seed, and we're right in the mix. Currently holding the seventh seed, but tied with multiple teams, uh, the Eagles, the Saints. I really hope that they're able to pull this out of their ass, uh, and that's the nicest way I can say it. Uh, I'm hoping for a Vikings playoff berth birth because once we once you get to the playoffs anything can happen and number one on what i want for christmas this year is no game to be impacted by the by covid in the playoffs at the end of the season until the playoffs i want zero games impacted by covid i know that is a long shot i literally was thinking about this before dalvin cook was placed on the covid list uh, I, I was writing the segment and thinking about what i wanted to do and I know it's very unrealistic, uh, but the the NFL playoffs is one of the best times of the year, not only for me, but for avid football fans. Even if your team doesn't make it, uh, still awesome to watch the playoffs, awesome to watch the Super Bowl. You want to see these teams compete. You want to see good games in the playoffs, and COVID has a very high chance of impacting that. I would rather not see teams depleted by COVID going into a very important playoff game, and it's just going to change the way the aura of the game is. Uh, and I don't want to see that. I want to see these teams fight. I want to see these good games. And I don't want to see star players sitting on the sideline or not there at all. All right, guys, that is Cole's What I Want for Christmas NFL version. 
I appreciate you guys listening to the podcast. I will have another podcast out tomorrow. Uh, So wherever you listen to this podcast, whether you listen to it today on Thursday or possibly tomorrow on Friday on Christmas Eve, I will have my Christmas Eve picks to try and give you guys one last chance before Christmas uh, to get a Christmas surprise, which is a winning parlay. Uh, So I will give you guys all of my picks against the spread as well as over-unders for Saturday Saturday's Christmas games, as well as Sunday, as the Sunday slate and they mon- and the Monday night game as well. Uh, I will talk to you guys after Christmas, after that. But I will uh, be talking to you guys tomorrow if you listen to this podcast. Maybe you listen to it on Christmas. Uh, Merry Christmas if you listen to my next podcast on Christmas or even this one. But thank you guys so much for listening to the All in Man Cave podcast. I really support uh, everything. Uh, And I thank you guys for everything that you guys have done in terms of supporting this podcast, uh, as well as the shares, all the all the people who've reached out on social media, uh, people who've told me in person about the podcast. I really appreciate it. Thank you guys so much. I couldn't ask for anything more. Um, But thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. That will end this podcast. I will talk to you guys tomorrow. But make sure you get your Christmas wrapping done. After I'm done recording this right now, I'm going to finish up wrapping all of my presents so that I'm done. And I don't have to do any last minute stuff before Christmas Eve night and Christmas Day. um, Because I have a podcast to record for you guys tomorrow. So I can't be distracted, right? All right, guys. Until tomorrow, have a wonderful rest of the day. And later.